previously? On sicker than your average. When you are uh, sort of heated in the moment or you got something to really say, <gasps> you will carbon copy, blind carbon copy. That's the BCC and the CC for oh, those who don't know that. Fancy. Yeah, that's what it stands for. That's what it stands for. You, if, if you have, you listen, if you got one word, you lose the whole email. Just throw away the throw whole the damn whole, email. The whole computer. Throw the whole computer away because the hard drive. Like everything. if you miss one word, you can't. Anything you said don't, don't matter. I'll be so. I feel so bad for taking off work. Like I feel like they're gonna use that against me, even if it's legit. Even if you have like a doctor's note, you have uh, a somebody receipt. passed in the family. Yeah, a receipt from getting your car fixed. Like I. Listen. Dang, you can't even be late for work. No, you can't because we're black. That was a recent insert. <laughs> From to whom it may concern. Being black in a workplace. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Kim Newsom, also known as Sincerely Kimbo. And I'm Zach Hinton, also known as Ace of Clubs. And you are officially tuned in to Sick of the Your Average, Average Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Zach. What? I don't know. Okay, guys, today we are talking about um, something that is a little bit more serious than we've ever really touched on before. Right. Um, many of you may or may not know that both Kim and I have experienced death in our family. Mm -hmm. um, Kim, mom has passed away and my brother has recently passed away. And mm -hmm. I just thought that it was necessary for us to utilize this platform to speak to those people who are going into the holiday season, right. knowing that there are some loved ones um, that are missing and it just don't really feel the same. Right. Yeah. Um, this time of year is always very difficult for me. I lost my mother when I was 12 years old. So I'm 30 now. So I'm still, <laughs> mm -hmm. I still have a hard time dealing with it. It gets easier as you get older, but it's still just not the same, especially because she loved Thanksgiving and Christmas. So it's kind of, it's kind of difficult. And I recently lost my brother the day after my birthday mm -hmm. um, this year. And this is new to me. So mm -hmm. going into uh, the holiday season, mm -hmm. it's just very new new to me. So mm -hmm. um, I just catch myself talking to Kim, talking to some of my other friends, and just kind of like seeing, like, is there anything that I can do to sort of get over this hump? Or am I, do I need to avoid it? Am I wrong for trying to avoid it? Like, And honestly, I was like, you know what, Kim? I know that we've been trying to, like, not push this topic. Guys, Zach... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Zach's been wanting to do this topic for a few weeks now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, because I just felt like it was too personal. And I just didn't want to cry because I'm a crier. And I didn't want to get too emotional. But, you know, you just never know who may need to hear this. Right. And we are doing this again to inform, inspire, and to entertain we know that the things that we go through is not just for ourselves, it's for other people. So that's why we wanted to do it. Just um, like a couple of Because I didn't want to do it. Right. She did, <laughs> At she, all. She really didn't want to do it. A couple of days ago, I just said, you know what? Instead of trying to sweep it under the carpet, especially my feelings, uh, I'm like an open book. Y'all see me happy every day. Mm -hmm. A lot of people never get a chance to see me sort of, um, you know, depressed or sad. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they say the happiest person is always, like, the saddest one. Oh, my God. You have no yeah. idea. It's so, so true. I hit up Kim, and I'm like, listen, I know you might not want to talk about this, but I <laughs> need to talk about this. Y'all, when Zach texted me that, I was looking at my phone. I was cussing him out. <laughs> but he's my friend. Yeah. And he's like family to me. So I'm like, okay, if this is going to help him, let me extend myself 
and you know be be of comfort and if this is something that'll help like let me do it a real friend would do that so but i was cussing you out i'm about to cry right now you so better you, <laughs> you better suck it up don't okay. you do it Zach. You say, if you cry first kim don't you do it we have y'all uh, we are so emotional we have paper towels over here just in case so we got <laughs> Okay, we got wine and paper towels, so let it be known that, like, Listen. some of these tears are justified. Y'all, y'all have no idea. Okay. Okay, Kim, so let's just go on, like, a light note. Like, what are some of the fond memories you remember of your mom? Oh, my goodness. Um, my mom was a big supporter, so I just remember her coming to my Christmas programs. She was very active in, like, the PTA at school and stuff. Um, her cooking was amazing. And that's why I have so many cavities and I have braces now. So, um, <laughs> I miss, excuse me, I miss her, um, her cooking. Um, I miss her and my dad were like night and day. So just her cussing people out, but she did it out of love. She was the matriarch, um, of our family. She was the oldest of five of yeah five sisters. So everybody would come to her and for advice and all that. And I would just hear her on the phone cussing everybody out, but she meant well. So, I have a lot of fond memories of her. That's just the tip of the iceberg. What are some memories of you and your brother Mikey? Um, you know, it's crazy because me and I mean I love obviously I love my brother, mm-hmm. but people always like assume that we were very opposite. Like I was like this the one that went to like school and did all that. Yeah. He was the one that was like, Listen, right. <laughs> let's kick it. <laughs> but actually growing up, we were just like glue like mm-hmm. um how but, many years apart were you guys so he's 1993 and i'm 91 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so not i mean we wasn't that far off mm-hmm. um but you know the things i just remember is like getting in trouble together like you oh, know so, the stuff that like made us hate oh. each other but love each other that much more um because you look like dennis the menace no yeah <laughs> yeah we i used to we just used to do stuff like we would hop and jump over the fences and stuff and just keep hopping and jumping over fences and my brother slipped and fell and got caught on the fence and when I tell you I laughed like it was no tomorrow <laughs> you were the worst no yeah I, it was like I couldn't I didn't know what to do because like your meat is stuck on the fence like oh my god yeah it wasn't it wasn't it his, was his like shirt? Yeah, it wasn't his shirt it was like his meat was right there so I'm laughing because I'm like well, how do I Zach. pick him? and he was heavy at the time and I was actually the skinny one and actually <laughs> People laugh at me because I'm I used sorry. to talk about how heavy he was. They was like, "That's why you heavy now." Like, <laughs> but I, I just, I don't you? I know. It's okay. I know. It's okay, friend. I just um, am happy that he was able to bring forth like my niece and my nephew. Oh, they are precious. Because yeah, now I have just like a piece of him that I get to like mold and cherish like mm-hmm. for the rest of my life type thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. They are precious. I love them. Kamora and Miguel, you be messing with them. I'm sure they are tired of you. They love me now. Because Kamora could not stand you. Oh, yeah. She be looking at me like, what? But now, like, she opens, like, arms. Like, Mm -hmm. I be like, we're going to McDonald's. She be so happy. Like, she shares her food. And it's just, like, the growing stuff that I like. So sweet. All right, so let's get into the conversation. Um, I really wanted this conversation to be sort of about um mental health as mm-hmm. it pertains to the aftermath of death, um, especially in a black community because we assume like to forget is is great, or we assume not tackling the issue or not talking about it or just sort of like 
not looking at memory. You know, we assume that what you're supposed to do is almost forget in order to heal. Right. And that's not necessarily healthy and or the case. Now, it could be the case for some situations, mm-hmm. but I think um, what I wanted this podcast to be is for us to share our stories. Um, first, as it pertains to, like, um, you know, the situation. Like, how were you when you found out your mom passed away? Like, paint that story and then talk about, like, the aftermath of you sort of your healing process. Well, most people don't know that I was adopted when I was four weeks and that was already kind of difficult for me at a young age. I mean, it wasn't a big deal to me, but as I got older, it was something that I kind of looked back on. But anyway, um, I was blessed enough to be adopted by my dad and my mom. And for a big chunk of my life, um, when I was younger, she was very sick, like she had cancer. And then um, she got she got through that. And then she still just has some complications and she ended up having congestive heart failure, which required her to, she needed a lot of help. Um, I basically had to do a lot of stuff for her. I had to bathe her. I had to help her to the bathroom. Um, She just was kind of, she just needed help. It's fluid all around your body. It puts on so much weight. And so it was just like difficult for her to just do normal routine. Um, And I just remember she had to go to the hospital and for some reason she was always in and out when I was a child mm-hmm. but this last time I just had a really bad feeling and I was just like mom don't go and she was like what do you mean like she was just like why are you so I just had this feeling and I just could not shake it and I don't know weeks went by and I would ask my dad how is she doing how's mom and he's like oh she's getting better and then as weeks went by um I would ask him and he was like I don't know and at that moment I was just I was just numb and I prayed so hard like I was like God please heal her please like please don't take her away please don't and I remember we got the phone call and they were like you guys need to hurry up and get here so we were getting dressed and before we even got there she died oh wow so seeing her in the hospital bed was so surreal to me because I'm like it's my mom now the good thing is I got to say nice things to her before she left Mm -hmm. and she was in a vegetable state before she passed away so she couldn't really talk but she could hear what I was saying Mm -hmm. and she would kind of look at me like you know because I was like mom I love you you're the best and you're this I was just going on and on everything I could possibly think of but life after that was very surreal like I just felt like I was in the twilight zone I felt depressed um I was in middle school I was in I was going to the seventh grade. So it was just very difficult when you're so used to having your mom there and she's not there when you get home from school. Um, My dad started dating five months after she died. So I didn't really have time to grieve. And my my, uh, family on my dad's side was like, oh, you should be happy for your dad. And, you know, he's trying to move on. And I'm I'm 12. So I'm like, hey, assholes, my mom (laughs) just died. And... I ended up having to um, get on medication. Uh, my dad actually married my stepmom now, um, I think a year later, a year and a half later, and we had to move out of the house, and then we were getting a house built, and it was just, everything was happening so fast. I had to go to a psychologist, I had to go to a psychiatrist. I don't even remember my freshman year in high school because I was on medication the whole time. 
because I was that depressed and I felt like nobody understood. I felt like I lost my mom and now that my dad's remarried, I felt like I lost my dad. So I was just trying to find love and do all this stuff in high school. I was just trying to get attention. It was just, it was hell. (laughs) I couldn't wait to grow up and go to college and move out because it's just, what can you do at 12? You can't control what your dad does. He, you know, he, I understand it now as an adult why he moved on and things like that but at the time you're a kid and you're trying to it just was too much mm-hmm. Zach but yeah I was on medication um and I don't remember freshman year I seriously don't remember a lot of it wow I was like sedated <laughs> it was crazy so what would you, I mean the experience that you've dealt with what would you say like, how has those experiences sort of um, molded you to the woman you are today? Like, the way that you look at love and the way that you um, sort of, um, just the aftermath of everything that happened. Like, are you sheltered in, in that? Like, do you not want to give people your all? Like, how are you now as it pertains to all the stuff that you've encountered? Um. Well, I've had some rendezvous. I've had a relationship or two um, where I gave, of course, all of me to that person and it didn't work out and so now I think at the age of 30 I feel I just I feel like everything that I love I lose wow and so that is something that I deal with all the time um and it's frustrating a a death of a lost one it can impact you in such a major way in ways that you just never thought it would um, who would have thought that the the death of my mother would even somehow interfere with my relationships with men and how I view relationships and love and stuff. So, yeah, I, I definitely feel like everything I truly love and I truly want, I lose. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean that's just real. I'm just being honest. You know, and I, I appreciate that because it's even some stuff that you just said that I didn't even know. Like, I didn't know about the medication. I didn't know about, you know, that... And it just goes to show that, like, I mean, not that you were trying to hide it from yeah. me, but it's just, like, things that until you really understand, like, what people have gone through, you just never know. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that, I mean, your story just motivated me to even, like, to, like just right now, mm-hmm. because it just lets me know that, like, at 30... I look up to you so much. You better stop it. Like, Don't you know No, that? okay, Kim, for real. Y'all, because Zach be doing the fool. He Kim, be making me cry. You know I tell you all the time that I look up to you because I do know the stuff that you choose to tell me. And and in my mind, my mom means the world to me. And it, it hurts my feelings because I be so frustrated with her sometimes. And I never, like... I then have to retract the way that I'm currently feeling in that moment because of people like you who don't have their moms to say I love you um, to every single day. And that's why I sort of, I won't say just because of you, but your story is something that hits home to me because with my brother passing, it lets me know that I do have to hold on to my mom a little bit stronger than I would have in the past. And I just make every moment count now. And that's Mm -hmm. sort of how I wanted um, me and my brother's relationship to be. I'm just like, I wish I could have made every moment mm-hmm. count. Um, so. So what, tell me, tell me how you were feeling when you found out that your brother had passed away. Because I, okay. I got my side. I know, I know, I know. Um, Child. Oh, it was so hard because my birthday was February 9th. 
And I was with you. You was with me. Clowning. No, yeah. So I had so much fun that day. And I was just sort of like weary because my brother did not text me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, like, my brother always texts me. Like, that's the part I look forward to. Mm-hmm. We might, I mean, he might not go to any other stuff that I go to because it's like we're two different people. Mm-hmm. But he always texts me. So, February 10th, I was excited because who am I to have, like, a mansion party that next oh day? Oh, like, my God. <laughs> I was like, how did he I'm get like, there? Who, who am I? You are not the Fresh Prince. No, for, but for that day, and it's so funny because that day, I didn't even know how many people were going to show up. I really oh. didn't. I was just doing, I'm like, whoever come, come. I just want to talk wanna, about that. Right. I just want to celebrate my birthday. Mm-hmm. So as I'm driving around, the, a guy over the mansion calls me. And I later realized that I swear this was my brother giving me a gift that he, you know. The uh, the mansion guy calls. He's like, hey, I didn't get a chance to clean up. You can have the mansion for the whole weekend free of charge. Oh, my God. And I was just like, okay. He was like, all you got to do is get there and clean. So I'm there with a group of my friends. and oh, yeah. And God... It's all like now that I tell the story, I know when God was present. In the mm-hmm. moment, it did not make sense to me, but my friend Devin was there, Petey was there, and these are individuals who helped each other when Devin found out his um, sister um, passed away. Devin oh, don't mind yeah. me telling this story, but I won't go into detail. But his sister was the sister that was um, that passed away at the uh, Grandview um, water, the park. water park. Yeah, the oh, water park. Oh my God. Um. So that like, was like this summer, uh, I, or I, I mean, I don't know when. It, I don't think it, it was, was this summer. Recent yeah, it was recent. It was. It may have been last year or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just so happened he was in my circle, and and to this day right. they are my brothers because I mean I've always messed with them, but right. that put the stamp on it. Yeah. Um, we were. I was just sweeping. We were cleaning up. My auntie called me. And was like, hey, the detectives keep calling you. Oh, not you. Your mom. Uh, you need to check on your mom. I'm like, mama, what are they doing? She was like, I don't know. Whatever. I'm just not going to answer it. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm like, it ain't nothing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know my stepdad was in jail at the time. So we just thought the detectives were calling to update us on that. Or whatever the case may be. Uh, But my mom is like real, like, it's fecal word. Like, she's just real, like, particular when it comes to, like, dealing with stuff like that. Um, But they kept calling. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mama, you know, just pick up. Mm -hmm. But... Um, then I hung up because I'm like, I'm just trying to get ready. Like, why are y'all yeah, messing with me? I'm yeah. cleaning up. Just trying to get things My together. auntie was like, well, the detectives keep calling. She hangs up and then calls right back. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Why she? So I'm like, y'all are dramatic. Stop calling. I'm right. laughing. Like, why you keep calling me? It ain't that big of a deal. Right. And my auntie screams out and say, they killed him. Oh, my God. And I'm like, well, I'm laughing because I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you are doing the food. Right. She was like, Mikey is dead. And it was like this feeling that came over me. It was like, you know when stuff going slow motion, like, zhroom. It was like I looked around, and it was like I could, like, see the air. And, like, like it's like I could just see stuff. Like, y'all, I stuttered telling the story because to this day I can't explain. Like, my heart just sort of went in slow motion. Like, I can hear my pulse. Yeah. And I was just sort of in shock, and I'm breathing. I'm, like, slowing down, just looking at everything. And I remember this one tear falling out my eye. And before I could even acknowledge what happened, Devin was like, hey, get him some water. Sit down. You in shock. Uh, Or you in shock or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, they killed my brother. And I remember, like, just sitting there, and I'm like, 
trying to process it. Like, my mind is, like, going so fast but so slow at the same right. time. It was, like, something I just never felt. I'm like, I need to go see my mom. Mm-hmm. So, I just get in my car, and they're in the car, and I just drive. I can't see stoplights. I can't see nothing. It's like I knew where I needed to go. Right. And I was just able to navigate it without being in harm's way or whatever. Yeah. But when I got to my um, uncle's house, this is a um, site that I never ever want to see again like my mom was uh just um sitting on the stairs the bottom of the stairs hugging herself rocking back and forth and screaming like never before and it was a scream that like would send chills like it was just something like you know you knew somebody accidentally took something from her and they took it without her permission yeah and that was sort of the pain that i felt so i just remember going over there and hugging her like mama we're gonna get through this i promise we're gonna get through this meanwhile my sister is out of town so i'm on the phone with my sister and my sister is screaming and it's just like I'm calling out to God, like, God, why me? Like, why? Like, I don't want this. I don't, I didn't ask for this. Why did you do this? And I'm just trying to maintain my feelings and also help my mom and help my sister. And it's like, I'm just so overwhelmed at this point. Mm -hmm. And then I just remember, like, just like, okay, Zach, come on, calm down. You got to be strong. You And I'm just, like, telling myself out loud, like, you got to be strong. You got to be strong. And I'm, like, out of breath. And I'm, like, okay, Maya. I'm your brother. I'm here for you. I just want you to know, like, we're going to get through this. Like, please, we're going to get through this. And I, she was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I, and, like, I just hear her saying all this different stuff. Like, she want to hurt herself. And I'm like, no. Like, and it's just like, I'm trying to find the words, but I don't have the words for my damn self. So I'm just yeah. like, oh, my God, God, yeah. why did you do this? Yeah. And I just remember being so frustrated. And, I, and then I had, like, a, 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 a peace over me. It was like, I was just like, okay, Zach, calm down. Are you calm? Okay, I'm able to calm down. Okay, mama. Listen to me. We're going to get through this. I prom- and I just hugged her tight. I remember talking to my sister. I walked down, talked. The night went down fast. It was mm-hmm. like dark. One thing, one thing I knew, like all my family was here. More people screaming. Uh, screaming. I'm sorry. More people are screaming and crying and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, my niece. Oh, my goodness. That's what broke me down because she runs to me. Remember, a lot of people know that prior to all of this, my niece does not mess with me. No. This was the first time she ran to me and hugged me without any tears. She don't know what's happening. So that's why now our relationship is fantastic. Oh. That was the first time she hugged me. And then she was like, where's Dada? And pointed to the sky. Oh. And I cried. I said, huh, somebody got to take her. Like, I had to, like, get away. And, like, tears just ran down my eyes. And I was just like, y'all, we going to do this. My friends was like, hey, I know, you know, it's emotional. So my fraternity brothers came, Reggie, my dean, all these people came. And they just, like, sort of, like, hugged me, helped me. People brought food over. They was just there. Um, my friends was like, you know, we got this. We can cancel everything. We can do it. And this is towards, like, the end end. They, they, my friends stayed there. You know, I mean, they cleaned up. They cleaned up some stuff. But then they came back, checked on me, whatever. And they was like, you know what? We, if you want us to cancel, we will. Like, don't worry about it. Be with your family. And something came over. I was like, no. I want to celebrate the life of my brother on the biggest day that I thought was for me. So um, once everything died down, I went there. And keep in mind, I'm still broken, y'all. So that's the part that like I wanted people to know. It's like no one knew about my brother at my party. So I'm there, and it's like my friends are giving me pep talks like it's going to be okay. I'm in the car like crying, wiping my face. I'm like, okay, God, okay, okay. I can do this in front of everybody. Like... And one thing y'all know is when I'm in front of everybody, I try to maintain my positivity. That's just one thing that I've always, like, cared to do. So when I got in there, when I tell you, keep in mind, I did not know how many people were going to come to uh, this, to my, to my mansion. Child. 
so many people showed Hell. up. It was uh, like a dream. It was so many people. And if I'm being honest, there was so much alcohol, so much influence. There's just so much stuff going on. I tell this story to everybody because I want people to know how God is real, even in the moments of darkness. Mm-hmm. I remember the hype of the party. Everybody's playing music. I'm drinking, trying to like suppress all of my like feelings and emotions. Right. I stop. I say, turn down the music. Turn down the music. I said, I know y'all here to celebrate my birthday and, you know, me uh, being able to see another year of my life. One thing y'all don't know is that my brother passed away today. Mm-hmm. I was like, um, so I just want us to celebrate my brother's life. If y'all got any prayers or yeah, and I'm saying this in the midst of like people smoking, mm-hmm. people drinking and having a good time. I'm like, stop the music. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, I swear on my soul, this happened. Everybody's Snapchat lights just came on out of nowhere when I started talking about like the situation mm-hmm. and the lights sort of like acted like it just took me to a different parallel. Like I, I to this day I stutter on this part because I don't even know how it happened. But it was like all the lights got bright mm-hmm. and like all of a sudden everything was white and I looked and my brother looked at me. He was like, "You're lying. I swear, I swear, I swear." He will, uh, my brother looked at me. He was like, God, let me in. He let me in and he hugs me and I could feel like the warmth of his body. And like, it was something where like when, when I was, hugged, I just started like my, I, oh my goodness. I, I cannot explain like the comfort I had. I was just like, Mikey, yes, Mikey, Mikey, Mikey. Yes. And I just started like, like what? Tell me more. Like sit down with my talk. And it was like, he was like, you know, God, let me in. One thing that a lot of people don't know is that the last conversation I had with my brother, um, if you know my brother, he he wasn't a bad kid, but he did have like some trying moments in his life. You know, there was a path that he started to get a hold of, but the last conversation he had with me was, "Big brother, I look up to you so much. I'm just so thankful that God has put me in your um that you have that God has put you in my life." Right. He was like, "You going to college? You doing like all the things that you do just really motivates me. My mm-hmm. children motivates me." And then he was like, "Because right now I just get real depressed. Like I feel like I'm either go to jail or end up dying." That was the last thing he said to me. And um I said to him, I said, "Well, the moment that you realize that that is going to ha- happen is the moment that God wants you to get closer." Mm-hmm. I said, "Talk to God. You know, come to church with me, but more so tell God you know the things that you want to change who's to say that that wasn't the moment that changed God's perspective over his life I'm a firm believer that my brother prayed that house down that that night and when when I got that sort of confirmation and he hugs me he was like I just want you to know that um that I love you guys and tell my kids he had a um two-year-old daughter and a newborn he said please show them the love that you know I was going to show them that I was able to show them when I tell you uh that white uh it just went away. It was like zroom. And I came back to reality. I looked around and I saw all these people like smiling at me, waiting for me to say more stuff. It was like I had this bottle in my hand and I just gave it to my friend. And I, literally, I remember that. Yes. Literally, it was a crowd of people. I don't know what. We were in the kitchen. Yeah. I was in the kitchen. I remember these crowd of people. I had to hover, like go underneath yeah. them. I ran all the way uh, to the top of the mansion to like the third or fourth floor. And I just screamed out a cry like never before. It was like three people who like saw me and went up there and hugged me. But the reason why I'm so strong now is because I had that encounter with my brother. So it was like. Okay, I can get through this. Every day I'm that much more excited to show my uh, niece and nephew the love that my brother um, wanted to show them. I just get more motivated to tell people like 
God is real because that was a God experience for me. And you know what? You just made me think of a moment that I had with my mom. I have to tell you this because I just thought about this. So God speaks to me in my dreams. Mm -hmm. And that's not always a fun thing for me. Right. So I remember, remember I told you that before my mom went went to the hospital, I was like, Mom, please don't go. We were in the bathroom. And she was like, Kim, what is, you know, what's wrong? What's the problem? Like, I don't want you to go. Please don't leave me. I said, please, please. And I I was just crying. She's like, Kim. Everything's going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Like, no matter what happens, you know, you know, everything's going to work out um, and this, that, and other. So I'm like, okay. And she's like, no matter what happens, I'll always be with you. And I was just like, I was just crying. Like, I was like, regardless right. of what you're saying, mom, right. okay, that made me feel even worse. And so after she died, I remember having a dream about it. It was the same bathroom scene. I was like, Mom, please don't go. I don't want you to go, please. And she was like, Kim, I don't want you to cry because I'm always with you. Oh, wow. And I'm just like... It's okay. Yeah, so that was that was my moment. That was my moment. So it's... I didn't know that that's what happened to you. And when you were at the mansion... Let me tell y'all something. Let me get these tears together because I'm trying not to let them fall. Right. When I found out that Zach's brother passed, my friend, Shakayla, our friend Shakayla, mm-hmm. she was texting me. No, she was calling me to death. And I was at Forever 21 trying to get my outfit together. Right, for the party. I was like, okay, let me get, let me just make all the women look like men. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so she was calling me and I didn't want to answer because I was trying to hurry up and, you know, whatever. So I called her. She's like, Kim, please call me. So I called her. I was like, what's wrong? She's like, have you heard about Zach? She said, have you heard about Zach? I'm like, what happened to Zach? And she's like, um, his brother passed. I literally stopped in the middle of the store and I was like, well, I was just like, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to say to my friend? What do I do? What I don't, I, I was like, Shakayla, what am I, what are we going to, she's like, I don't know. And she was crying. And I was like, oh God. Hi. I said, let me hurry up and get out of here. And so... I was like, oh, I was walking to my car. I'm like, what am I going to say to my friend? Like, what can you say when you lose, a, you know, a loved one? I'm like, okay, let me call Zach. Even though I know there's probably a lot of people calling you, texting, like, Zach, what's going on? I was like, I got to call. Yeah. And so I called you. And I'm like, Zach, are you okay? And your voice was just like, yeah, I'm okay. Like, just the way you sounded, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I was trying not to cry. I was like, I was like, okay, Zach. Okay, well, everything's going to be okay. I'm going to come to the dinner, and we're going to have fun. I said, are you still having this dinner, Zach? Because maybe you should call it off. You're like, no, I'm still going to have it. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this boy? He's going to have a party no matter what. I'm like, I hate him. So I'm like, okay. And I got off the phone, and I just cried. I'm like, oh, my God, no. And so I got to the dinner, then we went to the mansion, and there were so many people there. And I'm like, are they really his friends? Right. Like, are they re- I was, re- you know, I was in defense mode. Because I was already, I was checking on Zach throughout the whole night. I'm like, are you okay? Are you okay? Do you need, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, because I was just, everybody else was like, the 
First of all, whoever the Kappa is, what's is he white? No, don't do not start calling people out. No, because he was doing the fool that night. Because I told him to play New Edition and he didn't play. Oh, you talking about? Uh, he was trying to quiz Kiza. me. He was like, "What you know about New Edition?" I'm like, first of all, how old are you? Ain't he like 27 or 20? He's older. He's like your age. No, like, he's not. Anyway, he was trying to quiz me like I'm these little millennials walking around. He's like, how many? How many group members is it? What song? I'm like. Shut up! Who are you? Yeah, yeah. I was just so happy that people were still able to have fun because, honestly, I was, every everybody knew that I was trying to escape. A lot of people did not know until I made that announcement. So when you first got there, people was genuinely just having a good time because they thought I was just celebrating my birthday. So, I mean, once it unfolded and everybody, uh, I couldn't even really drink. Like I was, I had one drink and I was like, I'm going to watch him. Throughout the night. And I was drinking that house down. You poured... He had the bottle like he's on a tour with... P. Diddy. I was Montana, like... Y'all, he had the... He's like, oh, pour it in my mouth. I'm like, Zach. I was watching you all... I promise you, I was watching I you I love all my night. friends because I don't... I Like, okay, so in the moment... Because I don't know everybody. And no, I'm like, real. back you up. You had my back. You had my back. And off-key, we went to off-key. I was like, are you okay? I don't even remember. I do remember off-key. But I didn't... I, I was sitting there posted. Hey. Sober. And we were singing them songs. You sounded a mess. So now... The, no, for <laughs> real. Like, I did the food. But hey. It was on the table. But I'm like, okay. Whatever my fun. friend has to do to get through. But I was... Y'all... The fact that he still had the party, I'm like Zach. I would have been away in a manger. A w- away in a who? A manger. <laughs> party canceled. It's over. Okay, so now let's transition this conversation. Woo! Um, because this is a heavy conversation. Yes. Let's talk about mental health as it pertains to like the holidays. Like what? What do we do in moments like this? Because that's something that I am trying to run away from. The mo- the biggest fear that I'm having so far. And I know that people have been trying to, like, you know, give me wisdom. Is that I feel like I'm leaving my brother in 2017. So, Christmas is not the same. Christmas then becomes New Year's. And then I'm just like, okay, physically my brother is still going to be left in 2017. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that I know that sounds, like, harsh or sounds like I'm trying. Like, I'm really, in my mind, that's what it's. I'm not going to have my brother in 2018. So, if y'all understand what I'm saying. Um. And that's hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, I know time heals everything, but like, what was it that first year for you? Like, oh, it was whack. <laughs> I'm trying to go back because um, you know I was sedated for a while. Um, you know, it was difficult. My mom loved Christmas, like everything about Christmas, and so it was hard. It was hard to put up the tree. It was hard to sing Christmas songs. It was hard to just take in the whole feel of Christmas. It was difficult, but as time went on, especially now that I've been living on my own for the past five or six years, I have been trying to create my own traditions. And I say one thing that helps me to get through the holidays is just being around you guys. Being around my... Don't you make me cry. Just being around my friends and just... You know, not trying to ignore how I feel, but just creating memories. Because nobody wants to sit around and be depressed and think about their loved one and think about, oh my God, they're not here and how they died and what we could have done to keep them here. Right. There's nothing you could have done 
to keep him here. Yeah. There was nothing I could have done to keep my mom here. So don't guilt yourself into moving on. It's okay to move on. You're not like necessarily leaving him behind. More so just the, I don't want to say the sad part of it. Just the icky part of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he'll always be with you. You'll, I mean, he's, he's, whether he's here or not, he's your brother. I guess I didn't tell. My brother passed away um, through, I mean, how do you say that? Like, homicide? Mm-hmm. Like, he was a homicide victim? Mm-hmm. I, he was number Ugh, 14 God. or 15. It was like something like that. At the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year. And it was crazy because that number, although I'm trying to forget I'm easily reminded, and Ugh. and it's like no one has come forth. And one thing that my friend, um, who's a police officer, had to tell me is that a lot of times police officers know exactly who did it, but they can't go in to that person and get him without having the strongest of evidence. Because if they don't have enough evidence and they go for this person and then it's not enough to convict them, they can't do double jeopardy. Like it's called double jeopardy. They can't go back and do the same thing. So it's like one time through. Yeah, so a lot of times it may take years for them to find all the evidence to be able to have it Jesus. just so they can go in on that person. Jesus. I don't know if that's the case with my brother, but um, and I gotta give y'all this story because uh, months later my good friend uh, Thomas Orr passed away. Mm-hmm. And, and remember, that was like the start of our podcast. Yeah. Um, and with with him, I was there at the party. So I seen the <laughs> moments. I seen him sitting there. And, you know, the news reporters were trying to get me to talk. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. And it reminded me, I didn't get a chance to see my brother in those final moments. So I felt like God placed me there because... I I needed to know that I could help somebody. And I did everything that I could Mm -hmm. to help my friend. And, you know, that just sort of, not gave me like a relapse, but it just put everything in perspective. Like, my brother is gone. Now I just, and and more so importantly, it just lets me know that God needed to keep me alert. Mm -hmm. um, Just about my own moves and the way that I move freely without caution. And my auntie and my mom, they always tell me, like, you need to watch out for your surroundings and stuff like that. So now... Although a lot of people see me kicking it and hanging and drinking and stuff on social media, nine times out of ten, I'm only always with people who I know right. that I'm comfortable with, right? right? So, um, yes, I could tone down the drinking and stuff, and actually I have. You um, have. But August 1st was a, a moment for me, and when yes. we talk about mental health... Um, it seems like alcohol and smoking is like the easiest way out. It's the easiest way to suppress those feelings. Mm-hmm. Not the right way, but if I'm being honest, that was the easiest thing for me to gravitate to in the moment. It's just like, huh, let me just drink my way into this shell so I don't have to deal with anything. Let me smoke my way into this thing. I remember August 1st of this year, um, and I won't go into too much details, but I had like edibles and I was yeah. just taking them without Leave any. Leave them alone. Yeah. <laughs> them I was just, I was just tasting them because it just Child. tastes so good. And in my mind, I'm like, well, I ain't smoking, so it ain't bad. But I didn't know how much THC was truly <laughs> in them. When I tell you it was a three six, like a, it, 180, three C, whatever you want to call it, it was to the point I cannot drive my car. I called my closest friends. I'm like, y'all, please come get me. I was yeah. hyperventilating. I was like, I felt like I was about to die. Long story short, I was like seeing stuff that I really didn't see. I told my mom some stuff. Like I was like, Mama, did I uh, kill my brother? And that's yeah. how I knew I it was that. too much. 
that night, me and my mom prayed like never before. That next day, I woke up, and that's when I started wanting to work out. I started eating right. I started... I quit alcohol for like 30 days or whatever, 20 days, whatever mm-hmm. case may be. And although I haven't stuck to it, those are the moments that make me realize that, okay, Zach, if you are able to do it for that moment, you can do you it can without. Do it. Yeah. So now I drink casually with friends and honestly, I don't even care to drink that much right. um, because I know God has a mission for my life. So mm-hmm. a lot of it is like, okay, now I can't cloud the mission with all the Moscato in the world. Yeah. I can't cloud the mission with the good whiskey, huh? You know? So it's like, I just, I know that I'm on this earth for a reason. And the things that I have dealt with are those things that not only help me and my family get through, but I, I always picture this five-year-old little boy or this five-year-old little girl that I have to talk to. And maybe it might be my niece and nephew, mm-hmm. but I know that there's like some kids who go through it. Actually, I was talking to a friend today mm-hmm. who thought who was just having a hard time. She's like, you know, I um, applied for this job. They said, no, I'm really having a rough time. And she talked about how her mom passed away. She was like, Zach, why me? Yeah. And she was like, but I look at you on Snapchat and I see you having having fun and having your best life even in the midst of like darkness. And how how are you able to do that? And when I tell you God gave me the words to tell this woman, I was just like, you know what? The moment that I realized can't nobody judge me but God. And the yeah. moment that I realized that, yes, I might fall short of his glory. But at the end of the day, I know who died on the cross for my sins. I was like, mm-hmm. the moment that you realize that and you know who you are is the moment that God will elevate you no matter what. Yes, there are things I fall short of. But there are some people who walk around this world never knowing who God is. That's yeah. not me. Yeah. I said, yeah, I might have lost my way, but I know who Jesus Christ is at the end of the day. I can speak him in a, a room full of people, and I will let people know that this is the reason why I do the things that I do. People hey. know me for drinking, having fun, kicking it, whatever. But those same people will know me, and they do know me for going to church every Sunday. Yes, I kick it on Saturdays, but yes. I'm at church on Sunday. What are you doing? I'm dead. I'm so until I get my life together, you know, it is what it is. But in the same sense, I just realized that in order to tackle mental health, you just got to understand that God has given you the mental first, you know, mm-hmm. the mental. And, and it's hard because the mental thing is really what gets me um, with, with my brother. Like I think about it. And then because I'm thinking about it and it's going in my mind and I'm thinking so much my feelings hum, mm-hmm. uh, happening because my feelings happen. I want to sedate it. And I think uh, Kevin Hart said it best. He said it wasn't the moment. He didn't say this like, like it, like it, but right. he kind of said something like it wasn't the moment when I got money to validate my success. It wasn't the uh, moment when I reached the platform and had thousands of people. But I probably sound better than he did, but this is what he kind of said. <laughs> he was like, but it was the moment that I realized my mental was strong. Mm-hmm. And it just lets me know that like you have a choice to um weep you have a choice to you know sit there and be like huh god gave me the short end of the stick today i choose to be happy every day i choose to say god you know what i might not know the bible but i know that i'm supposed to make people smile Mm -hmm. and if i make people smile and laugh they're not crying they're not depressed they're not upset so i know that i'm doing your work you know and that's what i tell myself every day If, if i can make you laugh i did my job people will go in on me like zach you play too much we can't take you serious but I'm not asking you to take me serious because right. I know what my mission is on this earth. When I want you to be, uh, when I want you to take me serious, I will create a podcast like this today for you to take <laughs> me serious. So, Kim, I mean, when we talk well, about mental health, what what is it? Well, first of all, I think, especially with dealing with a loss of a loved one, I'm very good at suppressing it. Like anytime I go into that place of like sadness or just 
giving my myself um, a moment to grieve, I try to sweep it under the rug or I just go really deep into it to where I'm drowning in it. Yeah. And I'm just like depressed and I'm like, oh my God, I don't have my mom. Oh my God. And I start accumulating everything in my life that I feel like is just falling apart or looking at, oh my God, well, I don't have the career that I want yet. And I just put everything in a big snowball. And it's, I, I remember telling you, if you have to cry, cry. Yeah. If you have to feel, feel. It's okay with grieving and just saying, okay, this sucks. I'm mad. I'm pissed. I miss this person. But try not to dwell there and try not to look at all areas of her life and put it all in one box yeah. and be like, oh, this sucks. Everything sucks because that's not the truth. Right. And so it's just, it's a fine line. It's something that you have to really put into practice. Um, one thing that helps me to get through the holidays is I think about my mom and I, I shed tears, but again, I try to create memories. I, that's when I call you guys. I, that's when I just try to think about the good times, you know, and it just, it's going to take time. This just happened to you. So it'll get better and better over time. You will never get over it. Right. You'll never get over it, but you'll be able to control it more. God will give you the tools that you need to deal with it, but it, you'll never get over it. You know, one thing that I am appreciative of is that when my brother passed away, our family got so much stronger. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that that's the reason why we got stronger, but it is the reason why we got yeah. stronger. Like, and I love my auntie and mom to death. You know, they get on my Snapchat oh and you guys. Oh my God, I love them. Y'all love them. I hate them. Auntie Ro and Miss Nancy are the bomb. Wait, the fact that I just said I love my that's how our relationship is. Let me tell you this. No, because you be trying to hate me. They be trying to get me. Shut up, Zach. You ugly. No, I love them. I love your family. They do the fool. Okay, you know, you know the fam. I love them. Okay, listen. It's just one story in particular. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Don't start (laughs) knocking wine glasses. Guys, I'm sorry. I put the wine bottle on the table. Okay. Shut up, Zach. This is um, one memory that I have. It's probably dumb. It's so stupid, but it's sad. It's sad, but it's funny, but it's really sad. Zach, so, what the hell? What day was that? I want to say oh. it was like, it was a holiday. It was a holiday. Zach. Or, no, maybe it wasn't a holiday. It was like, I don't know. It was a regular day. And basically, my auntie, me, and my mom, and my sister, we was all in the uh, in the room, and we start playing like slow music on my uh, on my Y'all speaker. Y'all are so fried. So we all start crying. Oh, we know. Think about my brother. We just all start, like we just all start crying. The song came on, and it, I think it was like Mother's Day, something like that. I don't know. It was like Mama, and we crying to Mama the the song. Sing the song so I can show you what we was doing. Mama, so we hugging each other, and we just like <laughs> Mama, you know. So then the song stopped. We wipe our tears, change another song, and then start crying again. I'm like, y'all are Y'all ugly. better cry together. And then, we uh, cry. We cry. What? It was to the point where my auntie goes, say, hold on, I got another song that's going to make us cry. Oh. I said, you get on my nerves. But even at the... Even How at my, she going to pick a song and be like, okay, y'all got one more. Okay, now cry. I'm like, yeah. y'all dusty. Even at the funeral, like... <laughs> I'm crying and stuff. I did my poem. It was sad. I look at my auntie. She crying. We look at each other. And we just start smiling. Y'all because she gets that. on my nerves. Like, I love auntie Rose. But she loves me. Like, she won't let y'all know that I'm her favorite. But she loves me. She say Mikey her favorite. But, like, I'm really her favorite. Like, okay. okay. I don't know. All right. So, I just wanted us to um, sort of release that. Thank you so much for just 
allowing me to tell the story to you uh, and allowing you guys to listen to the story. And you let me tell you something. You've been super strong dealing with this. Zach, don't you cry. Stop doing that! Yeah. Cause I be trying to hurry up and end it. You be trying to make no, people cry. No, for real. Because you, you really handled yourself in a very, very um, positive way. I mean, you didn't, like, get in a hole and... <laughs> And hide somewhere. There were some times when I called you, and <laughs> I would FaceTime you, and it'd be on the ceiling. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. like Zach. You're like, yeah. <laughs> That's not funny. But your friends like, will remind <laughs> you of your moments. Zach would be like, yeah. I'm like, are you okay? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Let me know if you need anything. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> like you sounded like Mr. Stuffle up. No, like, for real. Like Larry. Cause like I people don't know I elevate my voice when I'm hosting events. My real voice that, is really like you were sad. My real voice is like you like, swear it's like, like sex. It is. It's like it ain't. Though. It's like uh, oh god. Yeah, I'm doing good, Kim. I'm just call you back. You quick. sound like Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> Mechanic. Okay, so let's just give like some real quick pointers for people who um experience like surround yourself with friends and family. Positive energy. It's cold outside. It's dreary. It's winter time, so it automatically kind of puts you in a mood. Surround yourself with friends and family. Your turn. You know, I watch cartoons and different um mm-hmm. shows that just reminds me of like the family oriented feeling. Whether that's Fresh Prince of Bel Air, whether it's a different world. You, you said know. cartoons. I know. I said cartoons and other shows. Oh, I'm sorry, you have to yell at me though. Uh, and in cartoons too. Like for me, cartoons is the easiest form of therapy because if you can laugh, SpongeBob makes me happy. I don't care. <laughs> you laughing? No, you laughing because you thinking of the SpongeBob Zach. me. And the one podcast when we had all our friends. Zach. I said if you can hear my voice clap once. And then she gonna say, "If you can hear my voice, man." So then I was like, "You trying to make me sound like SpongeBob? Me? If you can hear my voice, <laughs> but you know, can't, see that's why people ain't gonna uh, listen to our partners because you doing a fool. Now y'all, but and all I like for real, for real. Oh God, I'm getting hot. Whether it's cartoons or just your favorite sitcoms, watch some rewind. We blah blah. Watch reruns mm-hmm. with ice cream and some good food. No. And just, no, for real. Okay. It works for me. We'll it just get gets me happy. Fruit. We don't want to get chubby over there. You know, and I, I will also say this. When I did choose to work out, I worked out with the motive. I was mad working out. So, me mad at it, it was like I was on the treadmill before I knew it, it was 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's okay to be angry one day. It's okay to be upset, but it's it's how you choose to, you know, display those emotions. I can go around punching walls, getting mad at people, talking about people, or I can use that energy. So when I'm upset, um, I bought me, myself, and my mom, uh, me, myself, my mom. I heard you. I brought, <laughs> I brought my mom, that. my aunts, and myself, um journals and i was just like I you know that. you know just write in it um and i'm sure when my auntie became a grocery list uh <laughs> but you know just write for me writing and expression doing this podcast is a form of therapy when i'm able to talk about you know um my life and lay it out there me and kim we always press end on the podcast and we get excited because, wow, that's just another podcast <laughs> underneath us. But what we realize, we are just sharing our 
thoughts, our livelihood. And we're just letting y'all know that like if we can get through it and talk about it, you can too. And we are human. And what you said earlier in the podcast, y'all, it be the people like us who are full of energy, who are always laughing and joking and just kind of the life of the party, the, the people that kind of light up the room, not trying to sound cocky or anything. Zach just drunk all the wine. Thanks <laughs> a lot. Zach, really? Anyway. This is good. You got to okay, keep going. No, but you drink it offline. Anyway, so it's it's the people that are like the life of the party. Those are the ones. And, and the ones that are always in front of people. Like Zach is a host. Me, I'm a singer. singer. So I'm always in front of people and all that. Those are the people that you need to pray for. Yeah. Like, because I've been depressed. I'd be like lately. <laughs> I'd be depressed smiling in your face and you wouldn't know. So yeah, because I, I just don't like... I personally just don't like showing weakness. I don't like people feeling sorry for me yeah, and be like, Kim, what's wrong? I don't like people in my business. Hello, somebody. Shut your mouth. I don't want people in my business. And so I'm, I, I felt like I needed to be a little bit more open on this particular podcast because I just really want to bless somebody. Like, I know there's a ton of us out there who have lost a loved one um, and feel depressed around this time and maybe just not even around the holidays just around certain events that happen in our lives and it's like dang i wish my mom or my brother or my dad was here to see it and they're not and so it's okay to grieve it's okay to be down in the dump sometimes but just make sure that you stay prayerful and that you um don't stay in that state for long because it's not it's not healthy it really isn't Lastly, I would just say, you know, call your loved ones while you have a chance. Yes. Love on them. Let them know you. If there's a feud that you've been having, which who gives a damn? Yeah. Like, mend it. I don't care how old you are. If if you are upset, one thing I want y'all to know how God works. I am about to meet my biological father for the first time this year in oh 2017. My God. So a lot of it is, do I really want to meet him? Maybe not. But who am I to say? No, right? right? And the thing is, I was like, well, everybody going to be sad. My stepdad's going to be upset. that, I, But I need to heal. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, if it's somebody who you know, it ain't really that big of a deal. And even if they don't want you in their life, do your part. Mm-hmm. Do your part. I'd rather do my part, go out there for us to not like each other. But what if? And I just pride myself on a lot of what ifs because what if everything goes well? What if it don't? At least you know. I never want to sit down and be like, you know what? I never knew. So it didn't happen. Because you're going to guilt yourself. But call those people who you know you love, who you love on, who you don't. And just let them know how you feel. If you frustrated, let them know that. And when you do that, when you open yourself up to just expressing how you feel to your friends and loved ones, there's something that happens. There's like a reciprocity that happens. You're getting love. You're getting filled in that space where you felt empty and you felt down in the dump. So just, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. And y'all, listen. <laughs> now look, okay, no. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, I'm done. done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, so thank you. Thank you no, so you, much for no, doing No, thank you, friend, you turkey. Okay, guys. We're super excited that you guys got a chance to listen to us um, sort of speak about our lives. Hopefully, this helped you guys, inspired you guys, educated you guys, and it just gives you hope for, you know, um, all the stuff that you're dealing with. Yes. Happy holidays. We love you guys. Be encouraged. Keep your head up. And... And See you later. That's all I have to say. Bye. Bye, guys.